Welcome back. Uh, another Sunday morning over here, and we're continuing with our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. The second week of our brand new topic. We began last week a new topic, halachas of Talmud Torah, of Torah study. And uh, first of all, just a, um, a um, thanks to our sponsor, Jay Carp, uh, is graciously sponsored this week's learning program with a beautiful, lavish breakfast in honor of his mother, Rachel Bas Baruch, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. Thank you, Jay. There's some very nice pictures in the back there on the, on the, the, the breakfast table over there. Um, so the Neshama should have an Aliyah. And uh, thank you once again, Jay, for uh, being our sponsor this morning. So we're continuing with the Halachas of Talmud Torah. And this morning we get into some very basic fundamental ideas. The Torah of Torah. Interesting. The Halachas of Halachas. And maybe well, it's... it's uh, uh, Topics that maybe we'll get the ball rolling this week. We'll continue with some of these discussions next week. Um, we encounter all kinds of very, very fundamental uh, ideas, and that is how a person should be managing, budgeting his learning time, um, the, um, the responsibility that a person has to have towards his learning, and then what, what a person should be learning, really. <clears throat> what, how to budget that time in terms of the what, and um, the responsibility towards all that what. So let's start with the responsibility. The, the Shulchan Aruch says, um, to what point in the person's life does he still have this obligation of Torah study, of daily Torah study? When, when do you say that I'm done? You know, I did my dues. Now it's time to go play golf for the rest of my life. When do we say that? So at Eimosai Chayv Lumod, when do we um, have this obligation? To what point in the person's life does it go? Ad Yomoso, till he's not alive anymore. So essentially, there never comes a point where you can have a retirement plan from learning. You're alive, you have an obligation in Torah study. Lest you veer away, remove this from your heart for any point in your life. The Mechaber says, not only do you have an ongoing obligation, continuous obligation, as long as a Jew is alive, a Jew has an obligation for daily Torah study to be immersed, to be to be uh, connected to Torah study, when a person starts to, to, to lax off a little bit, to relax, and not take it seriously, he begins to forget what he did know. So here we have an interesting idea. Um, is that here the Mechaber, this is the closest the Mechaber, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, comes to mentioning the idea of what we call Chazara. Chazara, Chazara, and more Chazara. You know, review, Torah review. Torah review, which is you know, a concept that, that we're so familiar with. Um, from, from yeshivas, those of us who were privileged to do time in yeshiva, to do our time, you know, we, we did our time over there. And it's constant we hear about as we move on in life, continue with the, the lessons that we got in yeshivas, the idea of chazara, review, constant review. And we know how important it is to Torah study and amassing Torah knowledge is the idea of reviewing one's knowledge. And it's interesting that the Shulchan Aruch himself doesn't come straight out and say, you have an obligation to review. He does have, say, we're going to see the next paragraph, he talks about how you have to budget your time, how you have to budget your, your, your create a learning schedule for yourself, a Torah studies a schedule for yourself. Um, he, he does allude to the idea that one has to be constantly reviewing, constantly um, going over what he does know, when, in that which he says, if you, if you take it easy, start to slack off in your Torah study, you're going to forget what you know. It's clear that the Mechaber, Shulchan Aruch, does not want you to forget. Um, other halachic 
codifiers, the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, the Baal HaTanya, he goes on and on and on about this, about the importance of not forgetting one's knowledge, one's Torah knowledge, and how important it is to be constantly reviewing and constantly going over again and again and again. And he says, he says a scary idea, that's the, uh, again, it's called the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, he says that if a person finds, he wakes up one morning, there's one detail, one fact, one halacha that he can't remember clearly, he has to go, go back over the whole thing again. Immediately he has to stop. He has to stop whatever his, you know, whatever, uh, stop in his tracks, stop whatever he was in the middle of learning, and he has to go back and re- refresh and review and rewind until he you know, gets, gets it clear again. The, the, the obligation of review, reviewing one's Torah study, goes down to the, uh, uh, to, on, 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 on a micro level. The detail, uh, even at the, 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 the smallest of details, a person has an obligation to make sure he remembers at all times. In other words, saying that differently, more simply, according to the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, a person is obligated to at all times be walking around with full possession, full clarity, and full knowledge of anything that he's ever learned. Anything that he's ever learned. You find something's getting hazy, something's getting fuzzy. Stop right there, go back to that topic and review and review and review until you get it clear again. So he does make a very big pitch for the obligation to review. What we have in front of us over here in, in, in the Shulchan Aruch from Rav Yosef Cairo, is he alludes to it. He says, you know, make sure you don't forget anything. And let's talk about that a little bit. The obligation to review one's Torah knowledge and the, the, the importance of not forgetting. And there is a Gemara actually the Gemara seems to say, the Gemara does say, that there's a prohibition. There's a total prohibition in forgetting one's Torah knowledge. Pentishkach. Pentishkach. Hashaycheich dover echel mitamudai over pentishkach milvavcha. The Pasuk says, lest you forget. Lest you forget. So we associate that phrase with other more horrific things. Um, the, the, the Gemara uses that phrase when it comes to Torah knowledge. Lest we forget. Pentishkach, you're not allowed to forget anything that you know. And the Gemara says that it's a lav daraisa. There's an iser from the Torah in, 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 in forgetting one's knowledge. And from that Gemara comes the basis for what we know, so, you know as part of the routine of every, every ben yeshiva, anyone who has ever been in yeshiva, you know, always hears the mashkiach, the Rebbe, shouting about this over and over again, chazara, chazara, and mer chazara. You've got a chazara all the time. You have to review all the time. Keep reviewing, constant review. And that comes from this Gemara that one's not allowed to forget their knowledge. So there's a couple of things we'll discuss, very interesting um, practicalities that uh, come a- a- out of this Gemara, this idea of, of uh, there being a, a Torah prohibition and forgetting one's learning, one, forgetting one's Torah knowledge. So um, first of all, um, so what does that mean for us? It is a little sc- a scary thing a little bit um, that the Gemara says th- th- there, is a, there is a prohibition in Israel. I mean, we've... Everyone here has been exposed to Torah knowledge, to Torah study, to Torah facts, to Torah information. And can we say that we're walking around in possession of every single fact, every single piece of information that we've ever learned? I would hope so, but I know I, I definitely can't say that. And I don't know who can't say that. People who have, are blessed with photographic memories, okay, so they, they are the, the, those rare people that are privileged to have these minds that they don't forget anything. You know, they, everything soaks in and they're having everything clear and fresh as if they had just learned it. But for most of us, we're not blessed, we're not endowed with photographic memories, so we try to pack a lot of information in, and we're always trying to cover more grand, but you know, we do tend to forget, to forget things. But the Gemara does tell us that there is a prohibition, a Torah, a Torah prohibition, you're not allowed to forget anything. And the Shulchan Aruch HaRav says, if you see that you forgot any area of halacha, any area of wisdom, Torah wisdom, go back right now and, and review. What do we do with this? So it happens to be, it's very interesting to, to, um, to, to note, 
that whether or not this prohibition is relevant nowadays is actually a, 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 a um, debate, fierce debate amongst the more, um, not contemporary, but more latter-day commentators and halachic authorities. So we just mentioned the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, the Balatanya. The Graz believes that, it, that, that it's relevant even nowadays. Even nowadays we say, Pentishkach, you're not allowed to forget anything. Rav Chaim writes that nowadays this prohibition doesn't apply anymore. Pentishkach doesn't apply. There's no, no longer we, do we have a Torah prohibition, um, an injunction telling us you're not, we're not allowed to forget things. Why? He says Rav Chaim his, his logic is like this. When do we say Pentishkach that you're not allowed to forget anything? Back before Torah is recorded, before we have Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral law, before it's been written down. So when everything is, up until, up until uh, 1,500 years ago, so all the, the entire repository and the entire range of, of all of Torah wisdom was given over orally, from teacher to student, teacher to student, Rebbe to Talmud, Rebbe to Talmud. Everything had to be memorized. Everything had to be memorized. Nothing was written down. Only the written law was written down. Everything else had to be memorized. So when everything has to be memorized, you have to be walking around with everything in, in your head. So make sure you don't forget anything. If you forget anything, then if you get one detail, then you can be lacking in your Torah knowledge and you're not going to be able to, you know, be part of that chain of transition. It says Rechaim Velazhenur, Nowadays, now that everything's been written down, and, and, and with every passing moment, there's more and more and more that's written down, you forget something, you know it's out there, you can find it, you'll find it, you'll find it in the Gemara, you'll find it in the Mishnah Brura, you'll find it in some Sefer, even if you forgot it, it's, there's a written record of it. So once we have this, this uh, different dynamic, that there's, there are written records of everything, and we don't have to have everything committed to memory anymore, so... Um, so uh, th this violation, this prohibition doesn't apply. That's Reb Chaim Velazhner. And it would seem perhaps, I, I'm saying this on my own, but maybe the, the Shulchan Aruch is even maybe alluding to that from the fact that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't speak out the Sisr. He doesn't. The Gemara says as an Isser, you forget something from your learning. You're violating a Torah prohibition. It's, a, it's an explicit Gemara that there's a lav da'araisa. The Machaber doesn't bring it down. He just says you shouldn't forget things. One could make the case that maybe the Mechaber himself holds like this, Reb Chaim Velazhener, that the, the Isser, the prohibition, doesn't apply anymore. Not like the Shulchan Ar Harav. That it's now that we have everything written and, and, and we have everything recorded, so we don't have this, we don't have this Isser. Now, so, so that is Reb Chaim Velazhener. One could make the argument that the, the Mechaber also holds that we don't have a, a prohibition, a Torah prohibition, and forgetting our learning. Nevertheless, it's quite clear that even if you're going to say you're not being over on an Isser, the Raisa, forgetting... One should strive as much as possible to have as much knowledge as possible committed to memory so you don't have to run and look things up, so you have things clear, so you can have information ready. You're supposed at your fingertips to apply when you need that information. That certainly still is what every Jew is supposed to strive for, and that is clear here in, in the Shulchan Aruch. And, um, you know, even people without photographic memories, they worked and they worked and they worked, and they were able to uh, really commit so much to memory in such a clear, worked-out fashion. In fact, I saw a Misa, the Baruch Berlibovich, Leibovich, Baruch Leibovitz, Leibovitz. So uh, he was uh, one of the illustrious students of Reb Chaim Brisker, Reb Chaim Salvechik. So there was a big Ilui who was contemporaneous with Reb Baruch Ber, Reb Chaim. His name was um, Reb David Friedman. Reb David Friedman, Bim Chaber Svarim, big Iluyisha. He learned in um, Slabotka and other yeshivas. And um, Sir Reb David Friedman was, uh, was, was well known. He had a tremendous amount of knowledge, Torah knowledge, committed to memory in a very clear fashion. And Reb Baruch Ber, when he saw Reb David Freeman, there, there's a bracha, the Gemara says that when you see a Torah scholar of tremendous stature, you can make a blessing. Just on seeing a Tamar Chacham. Um, 
you, there's a bracha that you can make, a nice chachmasai, a shechilek chachmasai le basav adam. There's two, but that's the one, that's for the, yeah, that's chachmas ha'umais. Anyway, anyway, so, so, so Rebarach Ber, only a few times in his life, actually made this bracha. One time he made this bracha was on Reb David Friedman. So Reb David Friedman, he made the bracha at the Rebbe Shem Luk, he gave, he gave, he gave so much wisdom to a human being. And he said a very interesting line. He said, he was in the base Medrash when he said this, and he saw Reb David Friedman, and he made the bracha, and he pointed out to everyone in the base Medrash, he said, look, he said, look, look at all these books, look at all these farm over here. You have Tanakh, you have Talmud Babel, you have Yushalmi, you have Shulchan Aruch, Sefer after Sefer, bookshelf after bookshelf after shelf, and, 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 and bookshelf after bookshelf. You have, you, have, you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of books in this room. And Reb David Friedman is able to have all of those in a space, you know, of like, well, uh, 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 you know, um, half a cubic foot. He has all of that in his head. All of that he has in his head. A very interesting daher. Interesting way of looking at it. That, no, what, what's the question? I didn't say anything, Shver. What? Avad Yosef, that's right, that's right, for sure. He was a Tamir Chacham, Tamir Chacham, Avad Yosef. Li Reyov, Li Reyov, Li Reyov. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was just a very interesting way of looking at it. Like, yeah, Taka, you know, all this information, somebody had all that information somehow contained in that, so that's, you make a brach on such a thing. Make it it's very, very impressive. Okay. So in any case, we have Reb Chaim Volazhner to, 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 to be Saimachan, that, that why don't we have to worry about forgetting things, because Reb Chaim Volazhner tells us now that everything's written down, so we don't have the lab anymore. But a, a Jew should still strive to really have as much knowledge worked out in as clear as a form as possible um, in, in his head, in his mind. You really should strive to ha- do such a thing. Um, and not only that, there are those who want to say that, that uh, even if we don't have the prohibition of of, of forgetting, you know, because we're human and we're fallible and our minds, you know, um, can forget things. But there may be, there's, there, there, are, there, there are certain things that are mentioned in the Gemara that uh, certain practices or types of foods that make one forget their Torah learning. What we call the Dvarma Koshim L'Shicha. Everyone, you know, uh, is familiar with these, these items, uh, you hear about this already when you're younger, you see the mentions in Halacha, you see them coming up here and there in the Gemara. The Dvarma Kashim L'Shecha. You eat certain foods, they're gonna make you, that's going to make you forget your learning. You uh, wear clothing the wrong way, put them on in the wrong order, wear something inside out, that's going to make you forget your learning. You walk under a bridge that doesn't have water, it's going to make you forget your learning. Walk between two palm trees, these things make you forget your learning. So what, what if I do these things on purpose? Am I being over on a lavda or isa? By, by, by um, eating bread that's not fully baked because it's kosher l'shicha, by putting on a, a sack that's inside out. Pentishkach, you're not allowed to forget your learning. You're not allowed to forget your learning. <clears throat> so it happens to be it's a machlekes, machlekes achreinim. Some say that, look, the, the, the Gemara says that these things are kosher l'shicha and pentishkach, you're not allowed to forget anything. So if you engage in these practices, eating olives, harogel b'zeisim, harogel b'zeisim, you, you enjoy that, that, that uh, olive topping on that pizza, you know, you may be over on a lavda raisa. Pentishka. Right? The what? Pentishka? In terms of. What do you mean? Today as opposed to what? 
Right, there's some spooky, the spooky things, spooky things, spooky stuff. What, what, what's going on? Why, why does that make you forget your learning? I don't know. How does it work? What's going on in the heavens over there? What are the mechanics? You want to know what the mechanics are? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I, I do know that the Gemara gives a whole list of things that are kosher l'shicha. What? what? <laughs> I was going to say that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I decided not to. I decided not to. I decided not to. What? That I forgot. That I forgot. Uh, no, I think Psachim, I think. Psachim, Psachim. I think Psachim. All right. Rebel Yuvera didn't forget. Baruch Hashem. I think, I think it's in Psachim. You walk between two palm trees, then you forget your learning. Okay, so where is it? So where is it? So they made it up. All right. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, uh, anyway, so so um, so uh, there are those who maintain that if you do these things, that, that you're being over on a lavdo right. So others say, like, look, like, kind of like what what what, what Nachi is, is is voicing over there. We don't understand this stuff anyway. We're not really sure what the connection is. The Gemara does mention these things as, as, as having some kind of mystical effect on your learning, and we do have to take it seriously, but um, we don't know what that means, and what does that mean? Does it mean that, that, that you know, they delete, delete things from your mind when you do it? Maybe it just makes it, makes your, makes it more slippery, makes it more difficult to remember. It's not clear what exactly the cause and effect is. Something does happen, but to say that when you're not careful with these practices, um, you know, you get too close to a to a to the a nevela. You smell a you know a, a rotting carcass. One of the yeah, you, that's gonna that 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 now I'm being over on a lot of the rise because I wasn't careful to walk to to to, to walk around the nevela. It's hard for us to say that, that you're being over on a lot of the rice because we don't really understand the cause and effect. We're not sure where that cause and effect lies. So if we don't understand it clearly, we don't see it clearly. We can't call that pentishkach. Um, okay. So that's, that's, that's that in terms of the, 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 the things that make one's m- uh, memory slip a little bit. Um, do women have to be careful about these dvarm hakashim l'shecha, things that, are, again, again, that the Gemara mentions can, can uh, cause one to lose one's um, Torah learning? So here the consensus is women do not have to worry about it because this is something that is mentioned as specifically with one's obligation with one's Torah learning, so therefore it has to do with the obligation to have Torah knowledge, and since women are exempted from that obligation, so the whole parasha doesn't apply to women. So, so, so they ask these questions, you know, women are aware that, you know, eating the olives and eating this and wearing things up inside out and, and backwards, you know, do I have to worry about that? The answer is no, they don't have to worry about it, because again, it, it, it's, it's, it's a halacha within Hilchas Tamil Torah, and since women are exempted from Hilchas Tamil Torah, so the whole parasha of Dora Kashim L'Shicha, women are exempted from as well. And on the topic of the things with mystical properties that cause one to forget one's learning, the Gemara also has a list of things with mystical properties that cause one to, re, to, to, to enhance, enhance one's memory. And um, there's actually a, a Reb Chaim Kantievsky composed a kuntras where he assembles lists of both the things that cause one to forget one's memory, one's learning, the things that enhance one's memory of one's learning. And there are, and he brings everything is cited from Chazal. Everything comes with a source and a citation from a Gemara somewhere. So he has a list of items that are, 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 are helpful, have auspicious properties 
to allow one to remember one's learning, and the first item on his list. Good to know this list, because we all want to remember what we learn. The first item on Reb Chaim Kanievsky's list of things that help you remember what you learn is Chazara, review. And he has a Gemara for it. He doesn't quote things that are not in the Gemara. He has a Gemara that says the Chazara has auspicious properties to help one remember one's learning. So that is their first one on his list. Um, Okay, so that's the Bar Makash and the Shikh is an interesting discussion again. So some say that you might be over and this is the rice on, on not being careful with things that make you remember your learning forget your learning, and others say you don't have to it's not you're not over on Pentishkach. But again, we do want to work as uh, 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 we, we we do want to be vigilant over here and, and, and uh, you know the Gemara refers to um, Torah knowledge as as items that are that are as difficult to acquire as gold and silver, and as easy to destroy as, as, as crystals, glass, the Gemara says. That that's what the Gemara refers to Torah knowledge. Like, if you want to amass a stockpile of Torah knowledge, you have to work very hard. Like, someone that wants to build up a, a portfolio, someone wants to build up a bank account, you've got to work very, very hard for that account. And it's, it's easy to lose as, you know, crystalware. You just push it off the table, it smashes the smithereens. So, it is something that we do want to be very careful about and very responsible towards. So that's with learning and chazara and review. In terms of budgeting one's time, so there's a long paragraph over here where the Mechaber tells us, this is quoting that Gemara in Kedushin, um, a person has to split his learning into three parts, the Gemara says. There's three areas, three branches of Torah wisdom, Torah knowledge, there's the written law, there's Torah Shavichsav, the 24 books of, of, of Torah Shavichsav, then there's the Mishnah, which is the, the, the explanation of, the, the straightforward explanation of Teresh Shebichsav, and then the Gemara. So there's Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. And the Gemara says that a person has to budget his time, that he has to split his time into three parts to make sure that he has a third of his time dedicated to Psukim, so the written law, the 24 books of Tanakh, a third of his time on Mishnais, and a third of his time on Gemara. So for all practical purposes, the Gemara makes it sound like, you know, a third, a third, and a third. Which would mean, you know, that, that on a, a daily basis, no matter how old a person gets, one third of his, uh, a, 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 an entire third of his learning time every single day should be spent on, on um, Torah Nevim and Ksuvim. And, 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 and we don't do that. Nobody does that. It sound, does sound a little excessive. We know that in terms of the information, there's just so much, the, the, the information um, that's, that's out there to be acquired in the third area, in Gemara, is so overwhelmingly um, more vast than Tershah Sav. so how can it be that I spend one-third of my day on each of these branches when there's so much more information to be acquired and to be learned up in the middle and, 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 and in the final section? So the Mechaber says at the end, and this is quoting from a Rambam, that when do we say it should be a third, a third, and a third? One-third on Tanakh, one-third on Mishnahis, and one-third on Gemara, so when a person starts his learning career, when he's starting to build up the basics, when he has to build up the basics, so you have to get all the basics, but once a person's gotten the basics, that's when eventually a person should move on, that the bulk of his time should be spent on getting all the information on, 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 on Mishnah and then on Gemara. That's, that's the Rambam. And, you know, the, 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 this is not what the Gemara says, but this is how the Rambam Paskins, this is how Shulchan Aruch Paskins, and where did the Rambam get this from? So, um, some say, the Kazimishna seems to say that the Rambam just gets this in, in, in Svaro. As, as we said, that it's very illogical to assume that for a person's entire life, you have to spend one-third of your time on an area of Torah which, which has 
much less than one third of the total knowledge does not lie over there. You know, why should you be dividing your time equally when so much more, when, when, when it's so disproportionate, the, the amount of knowledge that has to be acquired, where that knowledge lies? So it could be the Rambam is just saying this, deriving this through logic, that logic dictates that that Gemara must be talking about when a person begins his career. But uh, there's a very interesting Rand, the, 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 the Gura brings it down over here, the Bira Gura brings down a Rand, Yeshalish, that's the logic of the Gemara in Kedushan. A person should be Meshalish his time. Now, Yeshalish can mean divide into thirds. But Yeshalish can also sometimes just mean divide, to split up. There's a Mishnah in Makkas that says, Meshalshin b'maman ve'en Meshalshin b'makkas. Meshalshin, Yeshalish can just mean to divide. So the Ran seems to understand that that Gemara that says you should be Meshalish your time in learning doesn't mean third into thirds, it means divide, split up. It means budget your time. You have, there's three branches of Torah that you have to know. Torah Shebechsav, Torah Mishnah and Mikra, Mishnah and Gemara, you have to know the written law, you have to know the Mishnah commentary, you have to know the Gemara, and, and budget your time to make sure that you become proficient in all three. So that's how the Ran learns that that would be a, a great source for this Rambam, that it's never about dividing it into thirds. I mean, sorry, the Rambam definitely is not learning that way, but if you go with the Ran, that means a person is always um, given the ability to budget his time as, as is fit and necessary. In terms of practicalities for us, what, what really comes out of all this is as follows. <clears throat> the Torah wants every Jew to be in possession of two things, really. And this is really what it comes down to, and every Jew making his own you know, personal uh, fitness plan in, 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 in getting fit in, in Torah knowledge. Every Jew really needs to have two things. You have to have all of Torah's wisdom, all, all the information. The Torah wants every Jew to have access to, to be, to, 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 be, to be informed of, and to be in possession of the whole range of the wisdom of the Torah. There's so much wisdom, there's so much uh, halacha, so much to know. And the Torah wants us to be able to apply it properly. Two different aspects. It's the knowledge and the application of that knowledge. And that's really Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. Mikra and Mishnah is getting the knowledge accurately. Gemara is really applying the knowledge. And that really sets the tone for every single Jew's own personal approach to um, Talmud Torah, how he should budget his time. The bottom line is, every Jew needs to make his own plan. Every Yid has to have a plan and has to ask himself, how am I, over the course of all the, 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 the years and the decades that the Rebbein Shalom has given to me and will give to me, how am I going to eventually have an exposure and, and, and acquaint familiarity with A, all of the the wisdom, the beauty, the knowledge that's out there, and B, be able to apply it properly. And this person's plan is going to be different than his plan, and his plan is different than that guy's plan, but everyone has to have a plan. Sometimes, you know, you want to, yeah, to have a plan, you need a personal trainer, you need a fitness coach, you need someone who will be there to be your guide. That could be, and that probably is, is, a, is a good idea. But the bottom line is, what comes out of this halacha is every yid has to have aspirations, ambitions, and a, a practical plan to make sure that he's going to, going to accomplish that. Because the Torah's goal for every single Jew is, look, I gave you so much knowledge, and it's all so important to know, and it's all so beautiful, and it's all so relevant. I want you to have possession of that knowledge, and I want you to know how to apply that knowledge properly. Both are branches of wisdom that have to be studied. Both are ideas within Torah. No, having the knowledge, without knowing how to apply the knowledge, is not going to get you very far, and knowing how to apply the knowledge, but possessing the knowledge, obviously, is also not going to do much for you. That's Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. <clears throat> um, and it can be accomplished just with a plan. A person sits down and makes a plan for himself. It's not going to happen overnight, not going to happen 
in, in, in a month, not going to happen in a year, but over the course of a person's lifetime learning career, it can and will happen if a person has a plan. A person just has to sit down and formulate that plan. Okay, so that's really the bottom line. That's what, so the yeshalish, whether we go with the Rambam's approach, that when you're younger, fill yourself up, make sure you know Tanakh, make sure you know Mishnais, make sure you know, you know Gemara, or you're coming in later in life and you didn't have the opportunity to build yourself up with this basic core knowledge. We have the Ran to go with, divide your time, budget your time with, 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 uh, wisely. But the bottom line is there's information out there. The Torah wants us to know everything and the Torah wants us to be able to apply everything. But part of knowing everything, by the way, is also Mikra means Tanakh, means the 24 books of Tanakh. And um, part of a person's plan, the person should have a healthy appetite but should realize the Torah wants them to know, know everything, including, you know, um, Sefer Yeshaya, Sefer Yermiyohu, Sefer Yecheskel, Eov, Divrei Hayomim, this is part of Torah. And part of a person's plan is, you know, when am I going to learn Mishlei? When am I going to learn Sefer Daniel, Ezra, Nechemi? When am I going to learn these things? Um, it's a Rashi Kisisa that says that a Tamil Chacham has to be a Bakin Chavtal Sefer Tanach. There's no such thing. If it, if it, if someone that can, that can pass in Shilas anywhere, someone that's Bakin and Shochnarch backwards and forwards, <coughs> but he doesn't know what's going on in, uh, in, in, in uh, Sefer Kaihelas, never learned through Sefer Kaihelas, he can't be called. The Tamil Chacham. Rashi says in Kisisa, yes, no, Chavdal, Sefer Tanach, which, you know, that's, that's what Shulchan Aruch is passing. So the bottom line is, every Jew has to know everything. The Torah gives us so much knowledge, it's so beautiful, so rich, and a Jew has to know how to apply that knowledge, and everyone has to make their own individual plan, and uh, we should have a lot of divine assistance, a lot of Siyat Tashmai being able to accomplish this. When a Jew has a plan, there's nothing he can't accomplish. Thank you all for joining this morning. Thank you, Jay Carp and the Jay Carp Foundation for sponsoring this morning's breakfast. It should be an aliyah for, again, Rachel, Bas, Baruch, and an aliyah for all of us. Thank you.